Natasha Porter, and this podcast is brought to you by Row 9 Productions, and today I am joined by Terry Ann O'Dyer, also known as my beloved Auntie Terry. How are you today? I am good, Crystal. How are you? I'm very good. I'm so happy to be speaking with you today. Thanks for having me. Of course. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> um, so, Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, we're calling this Righteously Ratchet, um, just because I think a lot of young people, especially um, in today's society, are kind of looking for uh, some kind of guidance, maybe, um, or mentorship, uh, if that's the word you want to use, about uh, their spiritual health. So I kind of wanted to have this conversation with you because uh, I know there's a lot of young girls that you mentor, um, and I guess part of that mentorship is helping them um, to become, what are the words I'm looking for, in control of their spirituality, maybe? Yeah. So I just wanted to, (laughs) I just wanted to talk to you. a bit about it, you know, get your take on it and uh, learn a little bit more about um, your journey with your spirituality. Mm. For me, uh, journey spirituality, well, I grew up, I'm from Jamaica, so when I think about spirituality or even growing up in spirituality, it was just, it was just what it was. Um, as a Jamaican, I've heard, and it's a fact that we have so many churches per capita. Like, you find a church everywhere. Our culture is steeped in Christianity, uh, so that was something that I always knew about. As far as spirituality, that's not a word that I even took into consideration until I was in my late twenties. Like, as as a Jamaican, I knew about spiritual things, but not so much what spirituality was and what spirituality has become to me. It's taken me quite a long time to understand, and I'm still trying to understand even what my spirituality means. So as you talk about these girls uh, that I do mentor, we do talk about spirituality. We talk about the culture that we're a part of. And again, spirituality is a big part of it. So teaching them how to be spiritual, spiritually perfect, not even perfect, like their spiritual well-being because it ties in so much of their emotional well-being is something that, yes, we do talk a lot about as part of our group. Mm -hmm. And again, you mentor a lot of young girls. Um, So I wonder what your take would be on, um, especially now, like with a lot of young people, like, um, I guess, dabbling in spirituality, like, what would you say are the dangers of doing that without guidance? Well, spirituality in itself being uh, something that we, you're looking for something, whether outside of yourself, you're looking for something bigger than yourself. So as you use the word dabbling and something that you might not know, have all the answers to can be dangerous. If you're looking to spirituality and finding answers to the questions that you might have within yourself and you're looking for the answers outside of yourself, it's often 
Do your research, I would say, and definitely talk to someone. It's not a journey that I think that you should enter into lightly because, again, spirituality being outside of yourself and it's such a big and broad topic, it can be dangerous as you try to navigate your way throughout this whole spiritual thing and the spiritual awakening that's happening, as you said, with the young people. So it's definitely best to do your research and talk to someone about it. When you have questions that might lead to things about your spirituality and what spirituality even is, it's better if you do seek some some advice yeah definitely because even myself on as I've grown up I've I've learned about different cultures um, and different religions and even in that there are things that they may do that you as an outsider might see as like a beautification thing or um, just something fun to do that has like a deeper spiritual meaning and then you find that out and you're like maybe i should not be doing that absolutely absolutely because <laughs> there's as you talk about spirit not not understanding spirituality and the things that come with it and the things that are out there if you don't know what you're as used to were dabbling into it, it definitely can become dangerous right it's mm-hmm. spirituality is it, it, it's a big deal you're trying to find meaning in your life you're trying to find meaning outside so again as i said usually when we're we're on a spiritual journey for the most part, I, I, it's, it's not something that you're doing. Hopefully, you're not doing by yourself. I know for me, for my spiritual journey, even though it was later on in my 20s, as I said, I did have a lot of questions, and I did have girls that I was close to. And so in asking those questions, there was a lot of reading involved, um, a lot of conversations had, and I got to a place where I wasn't necessarily on the same path as the other young ladies that I was close to at the time was like the questions that I had, they couldn't answer. Uh, Even though we tried to do our research, we couldn't get the answers on our own. So eventually I found a different spiritual path and that's where I am right now. So definitely, as I said, getting advice, talking to people around you, when you start having the big questions, like how do you feel connected? That's what spirituality, you know, you're seeking connection, you know, how, what way should I live? How should I carry myself? Those are some of the answers. When you start asking questions like that, you start looking into your spirituality, you definitely, it's good to have someone that, a mentor even, to Mm -hmm. talk to, to get advice from. So hopefully as young people are seeing these things come up on social media and they're trying to find this way and find them, find things about themselves, hopefully they have someone or uh, more than one person that they can go to, to get advice. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to go into your journey a little bit more. Uh, myself, I, I am still a part of the culture or religion that um, I was raised in and I, was grew, up, I grew up in. Um, but for yourself, um, I kind of want to know about, you know, your journey and like what, what did spirituality or religion or culture look like when um, you were younger, like before your 20s growing up? Like what was... What did that look like and, and what did it mean to you or what connection did you have with it? As far as you use the word culture, um, the culture then was just that you go to church, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially growing up in countries where where you found children of slavery reside or colonialism was once a thing. You find that there's a strong sense of 
have it belonging right belonging and believing and usually we believe in something that's bigger than us we believe in god so that's part of the culture you believe in god and you go to church and so because it was a culture as far as spirituality it was just something that i did i heard the word spiritual when i'd hear about spiritual baptist or i would hear about the pentecostal movement part of christianity but those are the times when i'd heard heard certain words like spiritual being thrown around and, and i even as i said spiritual Baptist and even a Pentecostal uh, denomination, I remember visiting certain places of worship and seeing how spiritual uh, people were and the things that they were doing as they were conducting their spiritual services. And a lot of the things I wasn't even as a young person growing up in Jamaica, seeing all those things, a lot of things I didn't understand, a lot of things were baffling, a lot of things were downright scary. So as we talk about not knowing much about spirituality, you do have to be careful as you're, you know, certain practices and certain things can become quite overwhelming when you're young and you don't necessarily understand them. So I went to church as I was supposed to, you go to church with your parents, but it wasn't until much later when I migrated and came here. And then again, the questions, started you know who am i what's my life and then with those things usually you, you start talking about spirituality when you are i guess stressed or you've gone through something mm -hmm. maybe trying so for me it was just coming to that place i remember i was probably pushing 28 and just having all the questions you know what do i do now who am i where's my life like i had already done the partying i think that's what it was too i'd partied my 20s and i was approaching 30 and not I just wanted to know how did I how do I fit in how do I how am I tethered and so again having these questions and I said I found my way I found my way back to Christianity I got baptized it was also another spiritual church so I saw a lot of things done spiritually in the name of spirituality um, and that's where I was and but it just didn't sit well with me I didn't have my questions answered it wasn't the place for me not knocking what anyone else is doing but where I was at the time it just wasn't the place for me and again the questions were materialized even more than before questions um just questioning even things that i was reading in the bible things that i grew up believing just just not understanding a lot of things and so uh, with those questions again i find it seems for me anyway every time i've had deep questions there's always been someone that just is in my life that was able to answer my questions or tell me someone else who they you know think may be able to help and that's exactly what happened to me in speaking mm -hmm. with uh, another friend of mine i was led to the path that i'm on right now and finding that spiritual path that works for me i understand what it is to be a spiritual person i understand what spirituality means for me uh so that's been my journey to find somewhere where my beliefs i understand the beliefs my beliefs are being met i you know the reflections just just the common ethics of where i am now spiritually i, I was never able to be there much earlier mm -hmm. and i know a lot of young people kind of go through um like a rebellious phase whether that's like in their teens or maybe their early 20s would you say that that had any kind of um influence on you starting to question um, like, you know, I guess your your bigger purpose or if there was a higher power that was uh, different from the one you knew? Uh, for me, for me, um, there wasn't so much a sense of rebellion. And as you, you said something, too, because and that's the thing I found, there was never a way to ask the questions that say, 
in the home per se because the culture what culture there was it was you're just a christian or you just go to church right mm -hmm. so there was i didn't really rebel against that it just was what it was there was but if, again if there was a home or the culture was where you could ask questions about what is spirituality you know and who am i as these questions come into being if that that if we were able to or if i was able to even have those questions even answered at home i know it would have done a lot to even help me as i navigated through my adolescence years and trying to find myself uh so having that i know that definitely would have helped me quite a bit as far as rebellion I mean, young people rebel when they're, they feel their needs are not being met or their questions are not being answered. Mm -hmm. But it's, yes, there will, there's always going to be rebellion with young people, right? When, again, as I said, they don't get the answers that they like. So for me, it, it wasn't so much rebellion, but it was just having a lot of questions and not getting my questions answered. And that really wasn't well for my emotional well-being because I spent a lot of years not even knowing who I was or understanding who I was or where I was. So that path took me quite a while to get to where I am. And that was very trying and stressful in itself. Mm -hmm. And you said you didn't really feel like your questions were starting to get answered until you were in your late 20s, correct? That's when I started asking questions of myself, Crystal, because mm -hmm. <laughs> prior to that, you know, I was... I was living the life of, of a 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old. <laughs> I was going out, I was partying. So really, I had, I was now asking myself the deep questions. It was kind of like when those years or the partying was, was no longer enticing. Then, mm -hmm. you know, you start looking at yourself, and then I asked the questions. And certain questions, yes, they definitely were not being answered at the the place that I was in my life. They definitely weren't being answered, and by those around me. Mm. So was there like a, a specific moment or it just kind of all happened and then you just realized it was happening? It, 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 was, it was a specific moment or moments. It was mm -hmm. definitely moments leading up to, like it was moments of literal crying and really just trying to find myself. I always felt trapped and just having a lot of questions and not knowing who to ask or not feeling like I could ask a lot of questions that was part of what the issue was so not feeling like I could answer ask the questions rather till eventually the questions had to be asked because they were all that I was thinking of and there were simple questions about myself and about God and what does God mean and how does God fit into my life and my connection to God and who is God and those are some of the questions about the, the rules that I knew growing up and the laws and just things that just weren't making sense at the time led me to those questions and led me to eventually leaving. Mm. And uh, also just for some context, my middle name is Crystal. Uh, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> yes, I um, keep the story, Natasha. <laughs> And then also, uh, I'm asking a lot of questions just because I um, personally don't have a lot of um, experience with uh, feeling the need to uh, find myself in a spiritual sense, um, just because growing up, like, um, I felt like what I was learning uh, made sense and what, you know, my mother had chose to um, raise me in, the culture I was raised in, it made sense to me. Um, and when I would try to make sense of like 
other religions or other cultures for me that none of them made sense and I was like okay well then I I feel like what I'm doing is right which is why I'm so interested in your journey of going from one religion or culture into another um, because I feel like a lot of young people um, in that same age range in in their 20s possibly younger possibly older um, are also kind of going through this uh, spiritual awakening per se um, where they're trying to find themselves and trying to figure out you know what their their life's purpose is and those kinds of things um, so I wanted to ask if you had like any since you do mentor young girls if you have um, any advice for them um, as to what are the words I'm looking for like how to go about um, possibly having these conversations in their home. Because uh, I, I assume, or maybe uh, you can answer this, let me not assume. Um, would, do you think it would have been, your journey would have been easier and or different um, if in the home environment you felt like you could ask questions and get answers to those questions? Absolutely. It w- and, and this is not in no way knocking how I was raised or my parents in that in, for that regard. But definitely, if you, if you are raised in an environment, any young person, they're able to ask questions about, and I tell this to the girls that I mentor, not, not just because you were, as you said, you grew up and you were raised in a particular culture, you still can ask questions. You still mm-hmm. should be able to talk about how you feel because some days you may wake up and think, okay, the rules of my culture or what I do are a bit a lot, or I don't get this or I don't understand this. Young mm-hmm. people should be allowed to ask, not, you know, it's, and so, because I wasn't allowed to ask or the questions, I don't even think I thought to ask certain questions because this was just the way it is. This is, as I said, that you go to church, you do this, you do that. So there was no questioning. And again, it wasn't until later, and as I said, that usually around the age when you're entering, you're finishing the tw- your, 20, your 20s, it's usually at that stage I find that you start asking questions. And so, yes, I wasn't allowed to ask then, but with the questions that I asked brought me again, as I said, to where I am and asking those questions will be good then. But as I got older and just not, not knowing within myself that I wasn't living up to my true potential, I didn't feel connected to just even things around me. Like I didn't feel like anything in my life made sense. Nothing made sense. I, I really, uh, Natasha, uh, up until that point, <laughs> I, I really didn't even know who I was. I, I didn't have anyone to ask the hard questions of and so it was me doing my research asking questions when you get to a certain stage and age don't be afraid to ask questions and i said do the research for yourself and it's not always going to be easy because again i was raised christians you know you go to church you do this and here it is i had to also go to my family because now when i found the path of truth for myself it wasn't what my family was doing i had to Mm -hmm. literally have a talk with my family because you know you find 
it's like you're enlightened now and you spiritually you're awakened and mm-hmm. you want to share this enlightenment enlightenment rather with everyone around you you're emotionally you're feeling good and you want to share it so of course i brought it to my family and a lot of things you know they didn't understand me wanting to stay stray away from the path that i was on they didn't understand or can answer a lot of the questions but they were very supportive very supportive of the path that i wanted it to take and i find as we're talking about young people it's different now because i find that in the culture and the time that we're in especially when you look like me and may look like you we the questions you, you you can't help but ask yourself the questions like who am i where do i fit in in society you're trying to find out who is a, the better version of yourself you know i i've talked to a lot of young people young girls and they're no longer going to shy away from their truth or who they are or how they look so now it's easier to 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 get your questions answered you know it, you don't have to shy away from certain things anymore so now people the young people are asking questions and even of their family and of their friends so it's being talked about a lot more this thing with spirituality i was just talking to someone a couple of nights ago a young young lady and she mentioned you know it's spirituality and how she's becoming spiritually enlightened and now she's talking about buddhism and so mm-hmm. it, it it was good hearing that hearing it becoming spiritual enlightened and seeking out different uh spirituality and different religions per se so it's always good to hear that part of it i don't think anymore that people are afraid anymore there's conversations being had really tough conversations about a lot of things and one of it is really spirituality as well people are seeking spirituality and trying to find themselves and trying to find a god that looks like them if you will mm-hmm. i i I picked up on the point where you were talking about how your family was very supportive, and I've spoken to, um, I guess, other members of your generation, um, and it seems like that wasn't the case for them, and that they had a lot of pushback, or um, there is some kind of, uh, I don't want to say conflict, but maybe just like a bit of a riff in the relationship um, because they chose to. Um, go elsewhere spiritually um so like i wonder if you have any advice for maybe a young person that is experiencing that because as much as you know people are becoming more comfortable with asking questions and more accepting there is still um other people that are a little bit more uh conservative and maybe somebody has parents that um very much want them to follow uh in their culture or religion or in their spiritual way. Um, so do you have any advice for those young people? I see in, in those times, it can be tricky because at the end of the day, right, those are your parents. And we're, I'm never here to tell a young person, especially a young person living in, under their parents' roof or in general to be disrespect, disrespectful of your parents because your parents and honor is due unto your parents. So I understand that. But at the same time, with spirituality, because it's so much about yourself, you know, it's you seeking answers for yourself. How does the self fit in? fit in with, with, with the world around that self, right? So because it's about you, you really will have to have those hard conversations as uncomfortable as they will be because you it's about your well-being and what's going to make you feel better as you transition or you take this path into discovering who you are and what works best for you. So my advice is without 
being disrespectful and still honoring your parents and the rules of, of, of your home is to try your best to have these conversations. You know, literally probably send a text, whatever you can do to have conversations so some, so your parents can hear you out. Sometimes it's more worry about things that really isn't there than anything else that really keeps us from having certain conversations or doing what's best for us. So I just, I would say, take the first step and have a conversation with mom and dad. Say, this is how I'm feeling. I know such and such. What do you think? Or just to get the, the ball rolling, it's just better mm -hmm. to just bring it to the forefront and talk about it. Mm, that's good advice. <laughs> Not all, even though my, my family, for the most part, well, you know, they got it. There were questions asked and they're like, oh, okay, I didn't think of it this way. And they were interested. There were mm -hmm. some others that thought, okay, I don't get this and I'm not really for it. So it wasn't that it, I didn't get some pushback, but they, for the most part, my mm -hmm. family um, were pretty good. But again, as I said, just just have the conversations, just get, get it started. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to kind of go back to you. Um, your spiritual spiritual journey um, and I wanted to to ask you if you have always felt um, like you were a spiritual person uh, I guess growing up in the church um, and then kind of transitioning um, into your culture currently did you always feel spiritual or did that not come until um, you started asking those questions and those questions were getting answered. No, I, I was never spiritually in that regard because I, I literally remember when I talked about earlier, like the spiritual uh, denominations that I would have visited back home and just see things that I saw spiritually, that was just very, I, I was... <laughs> afraid of or I didn't have answers to I saw things and no one would explain to me why people were acting in certain ways like even just speaking in tongues when I think about spirituality or anything spiritual that's what I thought it was you know like speaking in tongues um being mm -hmm. filled with a holy ghost uh and that sort of thing that's what I thought spirituality was all about um so now for me, just 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 seeing how spirituality works in differently than what I thought it was has been my comfort, my my sense of awe, my final final belonging, and even accepting the culture that I'm in, just seeing that it's more it wasn't this whole thing about religion and just the rules that I was taught to believe just just the rules and no questions it's spiritual and finding the answer and understanding that my spirit is tied to the god that i believe in and understanding how that spirit works even with who my my god is mm -hmm. and did you ever feel like you had like a moment where um either before or after you found your current culture um did you have like a moment where you um, felt doubtful or hesitant to uh, kind of pursue the religious or cultural path or spiritual path. I'm using all three of those words in like, you know, um, were you ever like hesitant or doubtful of no, going down that path? I was never, even though I was never um, a spiritual person per se, uh, I was never doubtful. I was never hesitant because once... As I said, Natasha, I had so many questions, even though I wasn't what I thought a spiritual person was. I 
I, I had so many questions. And then when I found my culture and my way of life now, all of my questions were being answered. And they weren't just being answered, they were, they they made sense. It, it it just made complete sense. Like I was home and everything about who I was and what I didn't understand and things, it, it just finally made sense. So I, I was not afraid. I, I didn't have any doubts. I, right away, I didn't have any doubts. This is my way of life. This is it. This is what, I'm an Israelite. There was no way of life, uh, rather no doubts at all full acceptance because again just the questions that I had they were answered in such a calm way and it was just about finding a path that would enlighten me and constantly teach me about who I am and who the children of the book is and in ways that made sense and was fitting for me so absolutely no doubts and when you were younger did you ever feel like curious or maybe even pressure to explore elsewhere and maybe did you maybe was there questions that you were having when you were younger that you kind of just like pushed back to the corner of your brain just because you were growing up in a certain way of life and didn't want to question um, your parents not when it came to spirituality at that time Mm -hmm. those were never thoughts in my head like you know the questions that being a spiritual person or spirituality asks us to look into i i didn't tie that to spirituality because i said that whole word and a concept as big as it is of spirituality it was never a thing when i was younger it really wasn't until i said in my late 20s where i started asking the questions and then understanding what spirituality is later on as i found this way of life then i understood that you know not only are we physical people but we're also spiritual people and that's when i started understanding what spirituality means for me and how it works and how it looks so then those were never and probably they were natasha but not knowing the general word or description of what i was feeling at the time to Mm -hmm. say okay this it might be because of spirituality or lack of it thereof so it wasn't really until much later but when the i found that when the questions came or they just came like everything came at once all the questions all the the queries and just all the insecurities everything came at once and what do you think like triggered that like all those questions it wasn't a it wasn't one thing it wasn't a death it wasn't some i was literally at a place where i had had all the fun that there was to had i didn't know what else to do it and i guess it could have simply been i just continue on with my life but the the yearning the thing inside of myself that was bigger than me that was just trying to get filled and fulfillment it just wasn't happening with all the parties and everything that I was doing the part of me inside that still wanted to know the fundamental questions like even who am I where am I going those things were just never being met those answers were never being given and it wasn't until now and understanding spirituality and not dabbling in it and not doing it precariously or it was doing it consciously researching talking to the right people and under and getting to this point where i'm understanding more and more Hmm. so it was kind of more of a like you had just like settled down in your life basically yes yes definitely it was that 
So, okay. <laughs> so when you were older, it wasn't necessarily... Um, I guess as a young person, I think religion and uh, spirituality um, is either looked at like one of two ways. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that look at it, um, I guess, in a freeing sense as like, you know, they've, you know, figured out their purpose or they found their higher power or whatever the case may be. And then there's also people that look at it as, um, with a sense of like confinement um, and like there's too much structure or too many rules um, and there isn't enough uh, freedom for them, I guess. I see what you're saying. What For me, the whole aspect of religion was, as you're describing, it was what wasn't freeing. It wasn't that you had the rules, and I, I believe in religion and the rules and the laws and the statutes and the commandments and the way of life, but there wasn't room, I found, for me, to ask certain questions. There wasn't room to ask beyond what was true and what's false and what's right and wrong, and that's what spirituality comes in, and I find, as you're saying, this is what I think young people are, 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 are drawn to, the questions that come with being a spiritual person or having a spiritual awakening, having those questions. They may rebel, young people such as yourself, well, I, not you necessarily, may rebel uh, about against religion uh, because it may be strict and the practices and the rituals may be too much. But when it comes to your spiritual self, that, that's completely different. That's more you coming into terms with who you are as a person, as a, as a, a black person, a white person, a young person. It's you coming to terms with yourself. So I can see the rebellion being more when it comes to religion, but spirituality, I think we all have a right to ask more and find out more about what spirituality is and how it can be, in a sense, really good for your your well-being um, and to ask the questions. It's the rules of religion that I find that they may buck against, but spirituality, I can understand why there's such a growing demand mm -hmm. to be more spiritual or to understand what spiritual spirituality is. In a time like this, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense that young people would be delving into it, trying to find the answers, which I think is good for them or good for you guys. <laughs> yeah and then I'm also um, as I'm getting older I'm kind of looking at how my own culture kind of intersects with um, the world because again there are, there are things about um, any culture whether you're Hindu or Israelite, Buddhist uh, Muslim um, any of those things that at least in America um, kind of goes against the standard of being um, a Christian. And you see Christianity uh, kind of sprinkled throughout everything, and it's everywhere, even at, like, presidential inaugurations. It's in the classroom. It's in, you know, the way we learn. For myself, right, is I am very strong in my culture, um, but there are also times where my culture will conflict with um, what is standard for the world. Um, so let's say there is a holy day that's happening, but also my friend is having a party. Like where, what advice, I guess, would you give? Right. It's, that's not, and being a parent 
myself and understand what you're saying and having children who's dealt with those things, it's not always easy to tell your child or your your young person that you can't do what the world's doing per se, or your friends, or I'll talk about my culture, your friends are celebrating Christmas, but you can't celebrate Christmas. Uh, mm -hmm. It's hard to do those things. But again, this is where the conversations come in, because at a certain age, your, your child or your children may not buy into certain things about even their own culture that you do. They just see it as this is what they were told to do, no explanation, I get it. Uh, but it's having the conversations with them, explaining to them why you do the things that you do uh, and why the world does what they do and hoping and with your explanation and just them accepting the way of life that you've taught them or what they grew up and was raised into, hopefully with that understanding, they won't rebel against it as we were saying and just understand that yes, the world's going one way probably or doing some things that they can't do or young people can't do, but that that's not a bad thing. Not because you can't do what everyone else is doing it means that it's a bad thing or you are a bad person. You might not fit in all the time, right? Because you're Con you're doing contrary, but it's it's your way of life, and it's not a bad thing, and it's okay to be different. It's okay to go against the grain. It's okay to walk differently. It's okay to do what your culture dictates, as long as it's what's deemed to be best for you. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not here to knock what anyone else does, as I said, or anyone else's culture, but it's just the understanding, as you said, even the hin Hindu or the Muslim, the, the, the Jew, they have their culture. And sometimes you, you know, you will get the question from the young people, why is it so strict? Or hopefully they can ask those questions. But it's just in the explanation that it's okay to be different. That's what mm -hmm. I've told my children. So do you ever feel like uh, conflicted yourself in that you kind of went against no um, absolutely not absolutely not because again crystal uh, natasha sorry <laughs> that's all right <laughs> <laughs> for where i was in in my tr journey and coming to this place i know without a shadow of a doubt this is what's best for me. And I've taught my children as such um, that this this is our culture. It's been our culture for my, as, long, as far as my children know, that's all they've ever known. So I don't feel, feel bad or any wise about what we do and feel that they are going to leave it because they this is their way of life. This is what they've known all their life. They have only known one culture. They're very steeped in the culture and they do things within their community that you know will cause their, their, their hands are working in their community, their feet are planted in their community and they do things in their community to help their community grow. So I know they're so invested in their culture that this is home for them. This is home and this is where they will be. Very nice. And do you have any advice for maybe parents that maybe are worried about their children's uh, spiritual well-being or wondering how to go about teaching their children about being spiritual? You know, as a, as a parent, it's, uh, as we know, it's not always easy to navigate and every home does it does it differently i find and I, I i stick to the talking and communication because i didn't have it i find that whether we're talking about spirituality if we're talking about their emotions or mental health their romances whatever it is i just find that the key to 
to everything will be it's communication because unless we talk about it i won't even know how they're feeling or what their spiritual awakenings are or how they feel about anything in their lives or around them i can't help them if we don't have those conversations sometimes they won't even come to you about it so it's for you the parent to also be in tune with what your children are going through whether or not they talk to you about it to go to them to have the questions know the ages age that they're at remember what age you were what questions you had and or you know, questions that I had or probably didn't, as I said, couldn't put into word that were never answered. To remember even the times as in, your, as in a parent's life and just think about what their children may be going through at that time and just have the questions, talk to them about it, talk to them about spirituality, especially now, talk to them about everything that you think could be bothering them, things that as parents we couldn't put into words or we were never allowed to ask. Mm. I, I like that you, that you tie in um a child's spirituality with their mental health because I think that can also be a factor in affecting I guess the way they see they view their culture or their spirituality because um, if if you depressed like you're I know that even myself like um there was a period of time where I felt depressed and I was like I almost felt guilty because I was like I I know what I'm doing religiously and like I believe in this and I believe in this culture so why am I depressed like why am I sad um, so I, I, I think that's great that you're taking the time to even initiate those conversations with your own children um, and as you said sorry Crystal um, Natasha and even that you know this is even with the girls that I mentor, even my children, it's I tell them all the time whether or not this is your culture. You, as you just said, you will feel sad. You will have those days where, why do I serve God or the greatest God, however you want to term him, term him or call him or what he is to you, and I'm still depressed and I'm still sad because we're human beings and we're going to have those feelings. And I always tell my girls too, like, I'll say things like, I believe in prayer. Prayer works. And, you know, like, sometimes I tell the young people, it might seem like a cliche or it might seem silly, but sometimes praying or reading the Bible, like literally picking up the Bible so many times for me, like I'm going through my bad days or my bad month, and sometimes I'll pick up the Bible or I listen to some spiritual music and it will just be the thing that I need and I'm like why didn't I think of this sooner so sometimes it, again it might seem simple and simplistic but praying reading a bible calling a friend uh I tell that to them all the time not just because you are following your your spiritual journey or you're serving God means that you're not going to have those days and you're not going to have days where it's not hard like it's separate from walking away or wanting to walk away you do have days where you're just like it's hard to be this person it's hard to follow this way of life because there are rules or but then you think about that it's best for you it's about you and what works for you and the spirit that you have and so it's things like that is what I like I like to say I, I talk about um, it, it's going to be hard it's going to be hard but it's okay to read the Bible. It's okay to be a spiritual person. Because sometimes I think two young people want to shy away from religion or their culture because it's their friends might not have to go to the temple or go to church mm -hmm. or their friends, you know, cool. right? Yeah. Or they might have certain things that they can't eat and their friends are able to do or they can't go to their friend's house on a certain day because they have certain practices that their friends don't. So things mm -hmm. like that may want them to, you know, shy away from their culture or not talk about it as much. But 
even that in itself is okay for them to know that it's okay to feel though the same ways that we feel we're humans we serve god and we're spiritual people or whatever the thing is but we do have emotions as well and it's okay to feel depressed mm-hmm Especially now, right? As we talked about even <laughs> mental health and yeah. especially now, it, yeah. it, it's okay. It's, it comes, I'm telling you, the advent of talking, especially in our community, it's really going, it's, it goes a long way. It, it's changing things for us now. People are talking. Uh, everything is on social media. Things are out there. And so I, I like that. I do like the fact that your generation, you're able to talk. And there's a lot, I may be wrong, I'm not real on social media, but there's a lot of issues and a lot's being dealt with. And a lot's mm-hmm. been brought to the forefront and talked about. And again, that's why we're here talking about spirituality. So I like this. Like, obviously, 20 years ago, this would not have been a thing. I get it. <laughs> so it's, I love this. Yeah. I, I like your, your advice that you give because that's definitely um, something that works for me, especially the music. Because sometimes I'm just like, I'm not in the right headspace. Um, and sometimes for me not even sometimes most of the times for me music will get me in the right frame of mind to i guess feel better or feel like i'm more connected um and those kinds of things and then also prayer um and then also i think it's helpful to have kind of like uh, a mentor like i know a lot of the the girls look to you as a mentor um I look to my brother a lot of times um, because he is also of the same culture as I am. And um, sometimes I'm just like, I may not be understanding something or I, I feel like a disconnect. Um, and he's um, he's there for me as guidance. And even my mom um, is there for me as guidance to like kind of really help me see things from maybe a different perspective or... Um, just understand why it is I do something that I'm doing when I don't understand. I like that. I, I, I like that. You, same thing we were talking about, that you have that. Like, you know, as we we're talking, I even tell the girls, like, even we talk about spirituality or being tied to something. And a lot of people, it may be nature, you know, it could be art. For me, nature definitely walking walking plays a big role in in even my spirituality sometimes i'm feeling down as you said and just going outside and walking for an hour and just appreciating what's bigger than me out there the trees and just having mm. those moments as you said you know we talk about a disconnect and it's it can be easy to get disconnected especially when you're your age because there's so many things coming at you so having yeah. things that you can do right when you become disconnected going for walks listening to your music uh all those things that can help you because spirituality and mental issues it, it it's hand it goes hand in hand so anything that's going to get you out of that state where you can just appreciate life it's always mm-hmm. a good thing mm-hmm. and having i've I, you said having mentors it's not because i am one i think it's <laughs> it, no i think it's key and again it goes back to you know i wish i had that the things that i wish i had i wish i had yeah. a a big brother, you talk about your brother, a big brother, literally, uh, 
just just to have one of those, someone who has gone through. And sometimes I know you don't only want to hear from your parents because sometimes that's a disconnect in itself. Yeah. So to have a big brother or sister that can understand and say, yes, I went through this. And you, as you said, may not fully understand it, but you know that someone else that you trust and close to your age has gone through it. Mm-hmm. It really, it does a lot. It really does a lot. Yeah. And I think that now, like, uh, seeing how... Um, I guess open the world is coming and even like with this podcast like as I've gotten older I've become more comfortable with um I guess challenging certain ideas um and I I want to thank my mom really quickly um and thank parents like you that create that space for young people to ask the questions and challenge the things that they grew up learning um and make them feel safe and not judged for thinking those things. Yeah. Uh, you just used to, I, I love that word that you just even throw out there, challenging, you know, just challenging, challenging what you know and your thoughts and not feeling judged by it. And that's, mm. that, that is so key to growing up and being a young person uh, of value, right? Just that, that acceptance, knowing that you can ask the questions, you can, even though it's something that you've known your whole life, you can ask, why is this that way? Because it's better for you to ask. Mm-hmm. You, don't you find like it's better for you to ask than yeah. not ask? Because that's when that leads to issues. It's better to ask questions that you don't understand. Probably it's not time for you to understand, but communication, it's always best to ask. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm glad that, as you said, you have that in your mom and you have mm-hmm. your brother. Mm-hmm. It's that support. <laughs> All right, so we're coming up to that hour. So I wanted to give you a chance to to give any uh, last notes of advice for uh, maybe a young person that is on their spiritual journey or or just starting or maybe questioning uh, the things that they're practicing currently. Uh, Do you have any advice for them? I would say, just based off my experience, don't stop asking the questions. And the questions that you, how you're feeling or your questions may not be answered right away. I know for me, it wasn't like I started having questions and right away things came to light and things made sense. It was, it took me a while. It took me a few years to get to the place where I literally found myself on my washroom floor crying that there has to be more for of life. So mm-hmm. don't give up. It, do not give up. Do not give up on your questions. Don't give up. Like, cheesy. Don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> but literally, don't give up on the questions that you have. If it's questions about yourself and what you think will make you better, don't feel bad for thinking them or even having to ask them. Because I know for me, when I, the questions that I asked, and when I was told by one of my best friends at the time that the path that you're on is going to be a journey for you because we're not on the same path. It was hurtful, Mm -hmm. but I got it. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't stop me. I knew that I was going to lose my friends, and I kind of did. But Mm -hmm. there was a hunger inside for more, and I could not stop until I got all the answers. And it got me to a place where I knew I could put one foot in front of the other. So don't stop. Do not feel bad about your journey. Do not feel bad about your questions. The worst thing, I think, is just holding everything inside because that's no good for anyone, you know, just having all the questions and all the thoughts in your head. Find someone to talk to, whether if you do go to church, whether it's your pastor, someone at school that you trust, uh, uh, hopefully you have a mentor, or your parents. There's someone out there that you'll be able to talk to. Just do not go through anything alone. Don't hold your questions inside. And just get the answers that you're seeking. Talk, talk, talk to someone. 
Mm -hmm. And I think the only thing that I would add to that is, again, to continue to, to challenge and get any questions, like you said, um, that you may have answered. Um, just because I feel like if you're going to practice something, you should have um, as much clarification what you're doing as possible. You don't want to just practice something blindly. And I think also is to continue to be open um, to learning. Because uh, you may find something and then um, maybe as you learn more, you know, maybe you'll see like, yes, this is really what I want, or maybe that's something that's really just not resonating with you. Um, but to continue to be open to learning, um, learning about other cultures, possibly other religions, um, and also what those things um, mean. So you're just not doing something ignorantly. Um, yeah. I like that. Being, and I find that your generation, not that I'm knocking mine, would be <laughs> open to learning because it's at that point in your youth where you're full of questions and hunger and a drive. Uh, so, yes, I like that, the whole open to learning, getting the answers that you're seeking and really making them work for you. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Thank that's you. the time to do it. <laughs> no, it's a very good point. I'm so happy that we had this chance to do this tonight, Natasha. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here, being on the podcast. Welcome. It's been a great, great. I can't believe you said it was an hour. Yeah. It's been a very good hour. <laughs> I thank you very much for allowing me to do this. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I, I, I hope a lot of young people uh, get something out of this. Um, I hope so too, because it's been my pleasure. So I do hope it resonates at least with one, one person. Mm -hmm. Right. If we can help anybody, then that's that's good enough. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you very much, Natasha. Of course. So again, uh, if you guys have any questions or want to give your input on this episode, you can reach out to me at nCrystalPorter um, and let me know your thoughts. Let me know how you feel uh, about what we talked about today. Uh, maybe if you have any advice that you would like to give and share. Um, and we will see you guys here next Monday. Yeah, my heart is coming dry, yeah.